Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need them, get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check your flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the marbles Way in the marbles Uh, way in the marbles Way in the marbles Hey guys, and welcome to episode 63 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. I am Ethan. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Viva Le Ethan. My name's Soda. You can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. Keeping it simple, I see. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, just, I know you. I'm in one place. I mean, I'm, I'm in other places, but it's all the same. Just look me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Drinking a prime energy drink. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah, man. I just got off work. So I, we're recording this at 7 in the morning. So this is pretty interesting a little bit normally i'm the one that just woke up yeah and now it's you my know turn. so yeah how does it feel i've been up for an hour and a half i'm all right okay yeah but uh yeah we have some scheduling issues this week considering it's uh leading leading into fourth of july weekend uh we also have a three-year-old's birthday party this weekend that we're getting the house ready for it's the, be the first time we're actually hosting a lot of like guests Oh, first really? Over here at this place, so we're trying our best to scramble with it with all the rain we've had the last three weeks. Yeah, we haven't really had a chance to get out there and do anything, and now it's not raining, but it's 102 degrees. So yeah, fun. Um, heat index is of 115. Oh yeah, our pool is 94 degrees right now. Oh, it's almost a hot tub. Boiling. That's awesome. <laughs> it's almost a hot. <laughs> tub. I'm going to have to go down the street and get bags of ice to throw in it to cool it off. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think it's already uh, a heat index of 107 here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just turned my thing off, my phone off. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's I like hear the heating. West Coast is getting beautiful weather right now. Yeah. Now, I don't mind the hot weather because it's heating up the pool and that's what the summer's all about, that kind of activity. Mm-hmm. But, a hundred degrees five days straight with heat indexes of 115 that's too much yeah let's keep it in the mid 90s low 90s with maybe a heat index of 98 or so that'd be tolerable keep that pool around 90 degrees instead of 94 95 degrees because at that point it gets uncomfortable (laughs) oh yeah for sure i'm definitely it's kind of funny because uh listening to like breaker and bane's power hour uh, I used to be very uh, warm weather type of guy. Like I love summertime and stuff uh, and I used to hate winter. And then I spent like two New York winters 
in New York, I guess. Um, and then like three Minnesota winters. So like, I'm actually like very much ready for the winter weather. <laughs> like not so much like snow and ice, but like jacket, like Halloween time is like perfect. Yeah. Well, I like the fall. Yeah. The fall is the best to me because down here, you like the beginning of fall, like late September, early October, you still have warm enough weather yeah. where you could do some like swim stuff or beach stuff. If you, if you wanted to, if you had a good day, uh, you can, it's still, it's comfortable at night because you're looking at low sixties at night, really comfortable. It's not near as muggy as it is in the summertime and football. So yeah, fall is fall is my jam up until probably the end of October around Halloween. That's when it starts turning to where it's like, uh, now you're getting out of the, the fun part of fall and into the, the cold part of fall. Yeah. But I've experienced those really cold winters before when we were trucking, we did that. Uh, for some reason they kept us up on, I, what is that interstate? I 80 that goes across the country way up North into like the North Dakotas and stuff like that. Uh, um, I don't know. We, we traveled that for some reason when we first got into trucking, they kept us up there during the winter. I don't know why they didn't keep us down South during the winter, but they kept us up there. And, we got to experience that whole driving down the road and not being able to see the road because it's covered in like a layer of snow. Um, you got to experience the icy bridges that nearly, I nearly went careening off of one one day. That was fun. Um, you got to experience the zero degree temperature and the ice particles in the air flickering as you're driving down the road on the inner headlights. And at one point on one trip, this is not a joke. We had a thermometer that we had hooked up because the truck didn't have a thermometer. So we had to buy one and put one outside. One trip in Wyoming, we hit negative 23 degrees. And two days later we were in South Florida at I think 90. Mm -hmm. So we had like 110, 115 degree temperature swing in two days. You need oh, to wow. pack everything you own. Or yeah. stuff like that. Because <laughs> you'll be getting out in shorts and negative 23 degrees and and it's like, oh, I got to put everything back on. And then you go out there down to Florida and you have to take everything back off. For sure. Man, go to the beach the next day. It's insane. But anyway. Uh, Ross Chastain one, man. Yeah. Do you want to you want to talk about 60? Oh, yeah. I guess we need to do that. There ain't much to talk about. <laughs> I have yeah. somebody, but I don't know if you do. do. Um, so I definitely had to do some research. I don't remember a 63 whatsoever. So I'm just going to go down this list and the 45th driver on this list <laughs> out of 46 drivers is Dick Trickle. And I sure do know who Tri Dick Trickle is. So that's my person. But it's funny. I want to kind of do this. And I literally just uh, messaged this person. Um, it says that Back in 1984, a driver by the name of Dale Perry uh, competed in one race. He only lasted 57 laps. But um, remember, do you remember uh, last season when I went to the Xfinity race, uh, the fall Xfinity race at Kansas Speedway, where we got to set in the suite? I do. 
And then it obviously uh, rained and it really wasn't that great of an experience, but it was an experience nevertheless. Um, so some of the people that we were up there with um, was another local dirt track racer. Uh, and his name was Dale Perry and he still races locally. And I just thought about it. I was like, wait a minute what because uh the the person that pretty much got us to the suites is uh and um not an old person but he is definitely an old person uh he's uh like an old school engine builder mm -hmm. for the cup series i could not tell you his name i completely forgot uh something i'll text you later anyways it's not even important uh but he was with us Dale was with us. So I was going down this uh, list and I was like, man, I don't know any of these people. And then I ran into his name. So I hurried up as you were talking about the weather <laughs> and I messaged him on Facebook. I was like, Hey bro, have you ever raced in NASCAR? Like, I don't know, like back in 1984, he's like, no, I wish. So it's not the same person, but, <laughs> and I don't know why I told you that story, but here we are. So um, <laughs> the answer to your question is Dick trickle, even though I could not tell you what his car looked like. I don't remember him in a 63. I remember him in a 99, a 90, mm -hmm. uh, I think maybe an 84. I think. Yeah, I, th yeah. I don't know why that number pops in my head. But I don't remember him. In, I remember him in a 66. I think, he, I think he drove that Phillips 66 for a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Who was who your driver? Chuck Bound. Let me see. Let yep. me see. Let me do Chuck some Bound, here. Yeah, I drove a black number 63. Uh, uh, mostly Arca, I think, but I think, or maybe mostly Bush, one of the two, uh, in the mid nineties. That was, uh, that was his oh. deal. Wait, what's his name? Chuck Bound. Like Brown okay. without the R. I have Chuck Walton on this list and I have, where'd it go? Well, it, Chuck, it wouldn't be in Cup. Chuck Huckabee. I don't know about that, but yeah. it wouldn't be Anyways. in Cup. It would be Xfinity or Arca. Gotcha. I know he's won at least once because there was a picture of him in victory lane. It's like, I thought I remember Chuck Bound being a 63 car. So I looked it up and yeah, I saw a few pictures of him. So he's just not a real, real well-known driver back then. Like he was, he was there every week, but he only like won once or twice. Just, you know, never got a shot in cup or anything like that. Yeah. I don't even think I mean, he might've got a shot in cup, but he definitely wasn't driving a 63. But yeah, that, that was um, my guy. Yeah, so speaking of uh, 63, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, the To give you a little bit of an update, I'm really excited. So I have two diecasts that should be here in the next 24 hours. One should be here today, which is the uh, Bubba Wallace Kansas Race Win Elite from 2022. And the other one is uh, actually going back to what I was just saying, the Noah Gregson Race Version Kansas rained out 124 scale autographed car is going to be here should be tomorrow it says it's in nashville tennessee which is kind of spot on for what we're about to jump into mm -hmm. so i'm very excited about that um yeah I, i'm glad you're gonna get your diecast finally i think i got my two <laughs> my two talladega ones are shipping in separate months for some reason and I think the Chase oh. Elliott race win at Talladega is going to be shipping soon, like in the next week or two. And then in August, the Matt Benedetto one is going to be shipping. Yeah. And the Matt Benedetto one looks really good. Like it's got the dents and everything in the back of it. So, as you know, Talladega, that's, I don't think the Chase Elliott one's like that, but I don't think most of the next gen cars are like that. They don't, they don't really have any damage on them. And because of those composite bodies, 
it seems like the yeah. the only damage they have is just scuffs. Yeah, you know, which kind of it kind of makes the die the Raceland diecast versions a little weaker. You know, honestly, I was just thinking about that because I dusted off. I literally dusted off all of the uh, the four diecast cars that I have in my collection right now. Um, the Kyle Busch and the Kyle Larson, Ryan Blaney, uh, all that stuff. So, like, they had a lot of dust on them, and I was sitting there looking at them, and I was like, man, ever since they went to the next gen chassis, there's really not any damage on these except for the. Uh, right rear quarter panel where they, you know, like yeah. you said, kind of scuff up against the wall, but are that's they, literally are it. They, maybe they burn it up with tires on the burnout or something. Right. And then you have like Xfinity cars like uh, Noah Gregson that blows out, you know, the rear fenders and stuff, or the, I'm sorry, blows out the tires, which causes damage to the fenders. And like, you could see like the Darlington, Noah Gregson uh, raised to win. Like the whole side of that car, the whole right side of that car was scraped mm-hmm. up. You could barely see the number nine on it. And it's really frustrating because these cup cars will scrape the wall. They'll, they'll hit the wall and there's like little to no damage. Yeah. They don't have to make a different mold. They yeah. just use the oh. same mold and put paint over it. That's, that's what I ran into with the hail melon Ross Chastain car. Uh, I do like it because of that moment and everything, but mm-hmm. I kind of wish they would have been able to put more damage into it, but if the car's not damaged, the car's not damaged. You know, it's just scraped because that's what these bodies do nowadays. Um, Which, by the way, I do have, like I said last week, I have an extra Hell Melon car, 164th scale. That is going to go, you know, go ahead and say it again now. We'll put it on uh, Facebook next week for the post. Uh, That is going to the Atlanta race winner. If you, yes. if your pick wins the race at Atlanta, you will either win this car outright or you'll be put in a drawing with the other winners and that person drawn will win the car outright. Uh, yes. 164 scale, Hail Melon from Martinsville. Classic moment in NASCAR. One of the coolest moments in history. Got mm-hmm. so much attention when it happened and it's still being played even on tracks that aren't Martinsville for their, uh, you know, they're like promoting the track on TV. It's that, that, that moment's still getting played up. So, and if you lose this contest, which I really hope everybody does lose it. Cause I'm actually really wanting this <laughs> in my collection. Um, don't feel bad because to kind of peek around the corner a little bit, um, that might not be the last time we're talking about a, a hail melon die cast as a giveaway. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. Oh, if somebody has a 124 scale, I want it. <laughs> well, to be continued, my friend. Because I got the 164 scale. It ain't it ain't cheap. I know that. Yeah, it ain't shipping. It yet, ain't shipping. So I, why I'm still uh, 124 scale is not shipping, but I got the 164 scale. Yeah, hmm. it's you know I'm sure a lot of details going into the 124 scale elite. Um, so. I'm sure it'll be worth the wait. Um, I'm going to be really upset if it's worth the wait and I open it just to make sure that there's no dings or, you know, anything to it. And I fall in love with it and then I have to. Give it away. Well, so we got other options. Or, you, you don't look, we, this is a, this is a free show, a free contest. Yeah. You ain't got to give away that. You don't want to give away. No. So it has no room in my collection because I wasn't there. 
and I didn't pick him to win. So it cannot stay because simply it will start a whole thing. And then I'll be like, oh, I need this. I need this uh, Ty Dillon diecast. It's like, what about the Noah Gregson uh, checkers of records where he slapped the inside wall at North Wilkesburg? They made, they made Um, diecast too. Yes, they are making it, which you can go right now to lionelracing.com and you can pre-order it. Um, no, I, I'm i good. Yeah, me too. I'm solid. I don't, I don't need I'm, I'm being a very good boy, and let me tell you, it's becoming very, very difficult uh, to do this because I love diecast cars. Yeah, uh, just in general, with uh, the whole toy and collectible scene as it is, a lot of good stuff is happening right now. Like We got the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive for WWE coming up soon, which it sounds like it's going to be Muhammad Ali which, from WrestleMania 1, which is amazing. Um, yeah. Then you got all these other action figures coming out. Uh, shout out to Drew for finding me and Eric Bischoff after I just tweeted about it two days ago. I just heard about that. I just listened to Tales um, literally just a couple uh, hours ago. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm halfway through the episode. He just he was just proposed the question if, his, if, if Caitlin... Uh, body swapped with his mom, and the only way they could, <laughs> could swap back was to uh do the deed to one of them. Yeah. Who would you choose? Yeah. <laughs> like, nope, <laughs> that, that's a uh, man, that's I'll a conundrum. <laughs> I, I will tell you what, I hope Caitlin's listening to this because between uh, Three Brews podcast with AJ Ryan and, and Ty and Tales from the Estate, which on my podcast, um, uh, I don't know what you call it. My podcast queue, like I had th- both of those back to back waiting for your me library. Your library. Yeah, thank but, you. Yes, my library. Yeah, that's what it is on mine. A library. Yeah, I uh, so I started off uh, Three Brews podcast, which is always super super fun listen. And they were talking, they were talking about us, and and they talk about us a lot. And then obviously uh, Tales from the Estate, good friends of the show as well. So it was a really good day at work, even though it was a really bad day. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't quite finish all the episode yet. I listened to it taking my uh, daughter to daycare and then getting the kids some donuts on the way back through. So I got a good twenty five minutes or so into it, and they're. They're okay. just finishing up the Taco Bell lava menu review right now. Oh, and it's yes. I'm I have a feeling I'm going to be convincing my wife to cheat on keto today and get some Taco Bell. Yes. Because I want yes. I want the lava Amen. sauce with the burrito and all that. I want that. That's what I'm I'm craving so, that today. I'm not gonna eat all day except for that, just so I can justify it. <laughs> I'm gonna take back everything I just said about Drew Vinsel. I hate him. You know why I hate What's him? That? He makes, oh my gosh, he makes me freaking hungry, <laughs> dude. He makes me so hungry. And I'm sitting there at three o'clock in the morning just cleaning Walmart. And I'm like, I I have no options here. Like, I can't go out and eat Taco Bell. Um, no, I love him. But to uh, kind of, he's sending me something. He's sending me a, a box. He said that uh, Caitlin just sent it off yesterday. And Caitlin said it's very heavy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. All he was sending me was cards. It might be some like drinks there was, too. There was a lot I mean, of cards. Though. Usually, when I when I hear that something's heavy, that usually means uh, like it, when when people send me stuff that's something heavy because yeah. of my name and what I used to do. Um, yeah. I would get packages of drinks and sodas all the time from people. It's like, hey, have you ever tried this? You know, I got I got a package from Switzerland. 
once. You know, they had like what? Swedish sodas in it and a lot of really like neat stuff that you can't get here. Now, like some of it tastes the same as some of the stuff here. It's just like a different brand. Oh, like no. there's this blue one that's like icy looking, but it's actually just Sprite. You know, it's oh, actually really? that, like lemon lime type Sierra Mist, Sprite, Starry, whatever that new drink they have out is. Uh, it's that kind of soda. But then you have like a Christmas soda that's insane. It's like so it doesn't taste anything like we have here. And I see I would get stuff like that a lot. So can maybe maybe he's sending you because he likes the food stuff and you sent him food. Maybe he's sending you some things to try. Can we just like step back for a second and just not gloss over the fact that you just said that somebody from Switzerland <laughs> sent you just a random box of sodas? Well, I mean, it I it wasn't like randomly. He was like in contact with me on Twitter, you know. And well, it was sure, like, yeah. Like, hey, you know, yeah, I, I I love the the reviews that you do. This is like five, six, seven years ago now. Like, I love the reviews yeah. you do. Here, try some of this stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll try. I love trying stuff from other countries because it's so oh, different. Oh, my goodness. Look, I have Dude. a review right now on my YouTube page. I haven't really posted anything on my YouTube page for a long, long time, but it's Soda Hunter. Yeah. Soda Hunter. It's uh, one of my more uh, watched reviews, most watched review by a lot. I actually made 100 bucks off this video. It got so many views. Um, Whoa. I got the American... Fanta orange, right? Just from every old store you see anywhere right now. Just go to the gas station, from America. Get, get, a, get a Fanta orange. And at some of the same gas stations, you can find the glass bottle Fantas that are from Mexico. And they're made with real sugar. They're oh. just as bright orange, but they're made with real sugar. I'm like, okay. So I got one of those. And then a cousin of my wife, she went to Romania for a trip. And she said, uh, she like was, was texting us. So like, I was like, everybody is drinking these. And it was a Fanta orange, but it looked different. Like the ball was different. Yeah, but the color was different. So she sent me back with, you know, when she came back, she brought back a Romania Fanta orange. Whoa. So I was able to take all three of them in one video and taste test them side by side to see the differences. Because yeah. in Romania, they don't use artificial sweeteners like, the type of sweeteners we have in dyes and stuff, they have more natural sweeteners. So, and that's the same way in most European countries. So that Fanta orange didn't taste anything like Mexico's, which was better than America's because America's used high fructose corn syrup. Mexico yeah. used real sugar and Romania used naturally sweetened orange. So it oh, was wow. lighter in color and it tasted like orange juice more than the other two. Did. That's, and I was able to do a review of that, and Romania saw that. And uh, somebody told me from Romania once, they said, as I, I, I posted a comment on there, it's like, how in the world is this thing getting like 50, 60,000 views when all my other ones get like 200 maybe? Yeah. And, and they said, well, we have an American uh, talking about our small country. We are very proud, and you like something in our country more than any of those things you're trying. Out of so, boy soda, look at yeah, you. Yeah, so you're gonna get a lot of nationalistic pride on this video. It's like, okay, I'm. I used you know, to say, like, like I, I review sodas on uh, on YouTube. I'm big in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wait. Was it from Romania yeah. or was it from? Switzerland? No, the the Fanta was from Romania. I got I got other oh. stuff from. Switzerland. Oh my gosh, 
Dude, that's why I couldn't. You know what? I'm gonna be super honest with you, and this might come as a shock to a lot of people. Um, I I don't even know where that's at. <laughs> it's it. I, I can't pinpoint on Tennessee? the map. I have to look it up. But it's somewhere. It's it's over there uh, in Europe. Uh, they speak oh, English. Europe. Yeah, they speak English, but I guess it's Europe. You know, I I'm I. That's that's bad. That I say that i'm big in romania i can't even pinpoint exactly where it is but it's fine <laughs> i don't know i think romania sounds like a town in like idaho or something so, but that's why a small country or at least a not very populated country they were they were over there so, doing mission work so yeah you know. um you uh anyway. so one more story and then i promise we will get on with our show so you were saying something about sodas that came in like glass bottles mm-hmm. so uh back it was I don't know. <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, this is such a gross story. And I don't know why I'm telling you this. And I could just like tell you just to edit the last 30 seconds out. And I don't have to, I don't have to embarrass myself, but here we go. So you know um, in my driveway, happen, I, I know. <laughs> and that's why I'm telling the story. And I'm just such an idiot, but like, here we, here we are. Um, it my drive. I have a really long driveway. Uh, like you can fit like maybe six cars in my driveway. And, so it goes all the way it leads all the way down to my really big garage that i have as well and there's like an indention <laughs> don't know why i'm saying this there's an indention in, the, in my driveway and it's like you know it's not like mud or anything it's just like it's like a divot mm-hmm. in the concrete and so i <laughs> went out to walmart like this happened like maybe uh less than a year and a half ago so like last year uh but and i bought these like six pack of like coke in a bottles but it was so hard to open like to get the cap off that i would <laughs> i would take these bottles oh my gosh soda this is so stupid <laughs> i would take a uh i would take a, a bottle and then i would break it over the divot in my driveway and and have a straw and i would drink out of the out of the divot. You're drinking the, like from it. the divot in the driveway. Yeah, in, in my driveway. I thought you were just going to break the top off the bottle and you had a straw so you didn't cut your lips. I was like, well, that's not too bad. No, no, you just broke the whole thing in the hole and you just oh, drank no. it straight from the hole. I really wish I would have done your idea. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bet I would have liked it a lot better. I just, I don't know. I just like dropped it over the divot and then most of the liquid went into the little, little hole thing. So I just put a straw in there. <laughs> I drink it out of the driveway. <laughs> All right, moving on. Nashville. That's not as gross as I thought it would be. That's just weird. Oh, really? That's just weird. Oh, I, I, yeah, I can get a lot. No, we're really good. <laughs> I got some stories, pal. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Nashville. Um, oh, wait, wait a I, minute. You know, Let's talk about Nashville after the break, real quick. And um, I okay, want to yeah. mention real quick before we do anything. Cause we were talking about action figures and I wanted to make sure I brought it up because I posted on Twitter. This the, uh, in the marbles account and my personal account, Jason Wolf kills it with his customs, dude, bro. He does. Did you see what I posted? Oh That's yeah. Just, I saw I, it. I posted all five of them in one picture, but I got close-ups of four of them and dude, the chest hair on Hulk Hogan is flocked. Like it's, it, it's, it's textured. That's insane. I mean, this is a dude doing this out of his house. Yeah. You know, this is this is stuff that the big companies don't even do. I think like Jax did that with 
George Animal Steel, like one version of them or something yeah. like that. And it didn't look near as good as this does. So I don't, dude is insane. All the stuff that he can do. Jason, the fact that Jason Wolf is not a action figure or a toy designer for a major company like Jazzwares or Mattel or Jack Specific is an absolute travesty. Oh, he got a new toy. Because you can tell, because he's posting all sorts of prototypes and stuff, and he's got new, a new toy which makes him do more like different ideas, and he's just throwing stuff out there, seeing what looks right, and he's getting really fast yeah. at three D sculpting and stuff. And like, yeah, Ooh. this dude is—he's uh, having a lot of fun with it right now because like the whole world just about opened up for him. You know, I really want a Kyle Bush <laughs> from the night he won the WWE 24-7 championship. I, the biggest problem with that is probably going to be the head. So, okay, so really fast, but I, I'm sorry. I, I'm riled up today. I have a Mountain Dew. I'm just ready to go. Um, so hang on. So remember, I, I don't know if it was last week we were talking about it. And I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not. I might have now saying it out loud. I'm like, Oh, I think I already said this. Uh, so we have the Kenny Omega Supreme figure at my Walmart, mm -hmm. which is so bizarre because Southeast Kansas Walmarts don't get a lot of love when it comes to wrestling figures. So I was looking at it, um, while I was supposed to be like cleaning something, but I stopped and I looked at it and the street clothes, so like he has the the holes in the jeans and stuff, which is kind of cool, whatever. And then he has a, a solid black t-shirt. My question Kyle is, wore a long sleeve brown t-shirt. Correct. Yes. So um, yes, he definitely did. So this is so not thinking about the night he won the twenty four the WWE twenty four seven championship. That's not what I'm going for. But if somehow we got a Kyle Bush head. And we put him in fashionable, you know, jeans and nice shoes and a black shirt, which is it all comes with the figure, the Kenny Omega figure, and just pop up that Jason Wolf Kyle Bush head. Boom! Right? Would that work? Did, I think that did would they work. ever make a Kyle Bush like McFarland or whatever that was that they used to do the uh, actual like at, little little statues of people, the action figures and stuff. Not one. They never did one thing with Kyle Bush. Never once a Kyle Bush. Wow. I guess he just right right at the tail end of that, huh? Literally just missed it. I think he was in the '87 Chevy when that happened. The direct or direct something. Oh, the only one I see is a helmet. Yeah, the only one I see is a helmet. What do you mean? They, 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 they did they did make something, but it's a helmeted figure. What? What? Oh no! Yeah. What? But no it was face. a statue, though. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, though. Oh man! Kyle Busch NASCAR figure number eighteen, Winter Circle two thousand nine Daytona five hundred MGM Racing. Well, he didn't win the two thousand nine Daytona five hundred. Was you I completely wish. mislabeled this? Can you send that it's to me? Because I have no, I have no idea. Or I can just Google it real fast. Yeah, I looked up on eBay Kyle Bush figure and an Eminem's dude uh 2000, 2009 with a helmet. I see it. Yeah. But that's it. Oh it's just gosh. a helmet. There's no I still want it. There's no like non-helmeted versions. That's uh, yeah. I guess they couldn't get a space right and they said just slap the helmet on. 
Yeah, that sucks. Because there's a Tony Stewart one in the same search that doesn't have a helmet with the exact same pose. Yeah, I'm okay. Well, I kind of do want it, though. <laughs> God, look at you. Jessica's listening to this, and she is just absolutely mad at you right now. <laughs> Dang, you soda. Well, I wish it didn't have the helmet. You know, $44? Holy. <laughs> what is that thing behind him? What is that? I don't know. I turned it off. Oh, it looks like candy wrappers or something. That's, that's, that's for, kind of cool. Well, didn't they have a thing where they threw like M&Ms around everywhere when he won? When that thing, didn't they throw like M&M packages everywhere? Cause I remember him eating M&Ms in victory lane. Yeah. I'm sure he probably, I think that, I think I remember there being like cars made that way. They had little M&M oh. packages on them. Like, you know, just printed. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like 3d modeled or anything like that. But I think I remember there being die casts that had little M&M packages on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, his one twenty four scale, uh, elite, uh, 2019 homestead actually had the packages mm-hmm. 3d printed on the oh. roof and then you could see the actual m&ms like little like a little circle orange and brown and green and yellow all over his car it's really really that's awesome. a good detail that they don't do that often they need to do more details like that but there's that's why there's not that many opportunities from do de- details like that but when they get a chance to do it they need to for sure that's why i love lionel racing I got a love hate relationship with them. I'm like, I get it, but then some of them are like, why did my Richard Petty come with three chrome wheels and one black wheel? Yeah. <laughs> said, I should have came with four chrome wheels. <laughs> I'm working for a sponsorship. I, they need to get their <laughs> stuff together. Just saying. <laughs> you're, you're not. I'm not. Me. Look, I'm I'm fair. If there's something yeah. I really I think that Matt DeBenedetto truck that I'm getting. I saw pictures of the actual product that's going to be shipping next month. I think that looks yeah. amazing. It looks perfect. And I can't wait to get that because I was there for his first win, his first NASCAR win. And I cannot yeah. wait to have that on my shelf. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But his one and only yeah, win. But then I yeah. get a Richard Petty with three chrome wheels and one black wheel from 1984. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? The Ross Chastain Thank checkers you. are records. It, I get it if there's not a lot of things you can do with the body because of the current body. And I get it if 124 scale lends itself to do more damage to than 164 scale because just of sheer size of the detailing. I get that. Yeah. Why do they not have the playoff banner across the roof? The top windshield. Why does that little detail left out? For what? The, the checkers or records car. It was a playoff car. Are you talking about? They have. Wait, a, I'm sorry. The, the Checkers or Wreckers actual car has a playoff banner across the windshield, just like all of them do. The diecast does not. Are you talking about who are we talking? Ross Chastain in the Martinsville. Ross. Oh, really? Yeah. Th- didn't they all have like a yellow playoff banner because it had his a yellow spoiler? Yeah. yeah. So well, I, mean, I thought that all the playoff guys had like a yellow playoff banner. Now I'm looking at it right now. He definitely yeah. does. And the, the diecast the does not. None of them do. Perhaps. So I don't know why they left that detail out. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense at all because they have a banner there. It's just not, it's his name, right? Yeah. So they just didn't put the actual playoff banner there. That's interesting. It's just oversight. You know, they, yeah. there's things they can definitely do better. And then there's some things that's like, well, wow, you get it out of the park. Like, that yeah. that uh Kurt Bush car that's coming your way. 
yeah. that is going to be hit out of the park. It's going to look amazing. The Jordan Kurt push. Or did you oh, already get that? Yeah. One? Oh yeah. I got that. Yeah. Like, I bet that looks amazing. It does. And there's going to be a lot of them like that, but then there's going to be some that are like what I'm talking about. And it seems like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the 124 scale has that, uh, that problem too with the Ross Chastain, but it seems like it's more 164 scale problem than anything else. I just, yeah. I've seen companies do a lot of really good details with 164 scale cars. And it aggravates me that I don't know. Like, I don't know if the $10 cars that you buy off of the website have the Chrome on the numbers, but I know the $5 cars you buy from Walmart do not like you put color Chrome on some of these cars as a chase. Why can't we put Chrome on the numbers? Right. I, I mean, I understand if you got a price difference, like, okay, for $5 more, we'll chrome up all these cars. So you can get you can buy them off the website. That's cool. But I don't know that for a fact because I've never seen one. I don't know if that's how it is. I, in my experience, buying one of those $10 cars or $12 cars from a racetrack in the box, as opposed to a $5 car from Walmart on a blister pack, in my experience, those two cars don't look too different. I, I don't, I have to put them up side by side, but the details, like the inside of them, the bottom, the wheels, the, the paint jobs, they all look pretty similar. It's yeah. just usually one's got, one has things on it that maybe don't go to Walmart. You know, one's direct from a factory, one's in a completely different line. I don't know what the differences are between those two cars, but I know like usually in the box, you get ones that have like Bush or Miller or something written on them. You can't usually get yeah. those on the blister pack at Walmart, except for that one you found. So I get that and why that would be more expensive because when I was a kid, I was that way too. Like a $15 car would be $20 at the racetrack because it had Miller on. You know, I get that. That was the very first car I ever had that had Miller on it or any type of beer on it that I bought purposely because it was an adult collectible. Uh, it was $20, which is crazy to think now that I bought a car for $20 when now they're 10 yeah, but whatever. I I got like I said, I got I go back and forth with them. They re they're really really good, and then sometimes they kind of like why'd you why why was that decision made? You know. Yeah. But anyway, I I don't know. <laughs> I know you don't want to say anything. That's fine. Um. No, it's, <laughs> no. I I appreciate it uh, for sure. Like you know, I can appreciate uh, you being right down the center. You know, if something's not completely on, you know, like it needs to be spoken because i mean you're saying literally everything that everybody else is thinking too so i get it you know for sure all right we're going to take a quick break real quick and when we come back we're going to talk about the nashville race that happened this week and uh get into our fantasy cup and we're probably gonna head on out of here maybe mention a little bit about chicago street race that's um not a whole lot i think we're excited about with that but let's take a break real yeah. quick uh before we go to break Skinnymixes.com. I want you guys to go check that place out. They got plenty of syrups and flavorings for water, coffee, cocktails, anything like that. Most everything's sugar free. Some of it caters to the keto lifestyle. Uh, all sorts of flavors, plenty of flavors and accessories to go with the bottles, like pumps and things like that. And if you use code Marbles at checkout, you will get 10% off your first order. That is Skinnymixes.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here. 
host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. So how do you make a commercial about something so random? I don't know. You make it pretty random. That's right. So if you enjoy lots of random stuff like food or top fives. Random facts. Dirty facts. I try to keep them clean. She tries. Uh, But come listen to Tales from the Estate. We have lots of fun. We try to drop shows every week. Try. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. The kids are the kids are a bear. They are. Uh, But yeah, come listen. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Let's talk about Nashville this week. Um, First off, with the Inner Marbles Fantasy Cup, we had a lot of winners. Because everybody decided Ross Chastain was going to win this race. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Um, And you know I am a very professional podcaster, and sometimes I don't have the list of people who won. But I know for a fact we had two out of four winners were first-time winners, one including uh, uh, Nicole. Mm -hmm. That's the first win. Finally got that first win. Billy finally got that first win. So now everybody in our – uh fantasy cup has one except for joe which i think joe is right on the verge of winning as well but i believe it was uh jessica got her second win of the season uh i believe uh nicole billy and i want to say jody did jody win sounds right i believe if if not don't we don't have it pulled up in front of us it was a, a lot of winners this week um Actually, the entire thing, like the entire group of people that picked, all picked really, really well, with the exception of like one or two, one or two that might have fallen out of the race. Yeah. Everybody was up in the top six or seven. And nobody really gained anything on points. Nobody really pulled away. Nobody gained anything. It just tightened up a little bit because the points leader, I think, finished fifth. Yeah. But then you had a bunch of people finishing first, second, and third right in front of them. So a maybe like two or three points were gained in total, you know, and everything just kind of bunched up a little bit, but really everybody pretty much held serve because it was everybody picked well. Yeah. Like it was an easy track to predict or something. <laughs> I guess so. I I really thought well, I mean, I came in second with my pick of Martin Truex Jr. Yeah. Um, I came in third. You know, know, uh Byron was a pick and he finished up there too. And uh, Larson finished up there. He was a pick. And uh, that's pretty much what, who everybody picks with exception of one or two guys like Blaney. I think somebody picked Blaney. I think it was Tim. I think he picked Blaney and that was just a unfortunate thing that happened. So yeah. he would have been up there in the top 10. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it just it was a, it was a good round for everybody overall, but nobody really gained anything on anybody. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, point standings, the lead is still right at twenty points. So I mean, like I mean, you pretty much nailed it. Like, there's really not a lot of movement in the point standings. Uh, but really fast, Justin, of course, has that 20-point uh, lead over Matt in second place. Drew, third. Uh, Soda, you're setting pretty in fourth. Jessica's made her way back up to the top five with a win this past weekend uh, with Ross Chastain. John Brown is sixth. Josh is seventh. I him in eighth, which is all right. RJ <laughs> is in ninth. Billy is tenth. Brock is eleventh. Nicole is up to twelfth. Uh Tim is 13th. Caitlin, even though she finished third, she dropped one spot in the championship. So that's very interesting how I that's, actually. Yeah, it's because everybody picked so well. Yeah. You know, when I did hers, I literally had to go back and like double check. Like, did I did I do that right? So I went and double checked hers. And then it's funny how she actually mentioned that on the latest episode of tales from the estate. Uh, but rounding out our field, uh, Joe still winless, but I, I have a good feeling that it's coming. Uh, he's 15th and Jody with two wins is still 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to see everybody getting some wins. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, I think by the end of the season, everybody will have it at least one win. Everybody's going to have at least one win because we're only halfway. Like we're not even halfway yet. Right. It's this weekend is halfway. Is it this weekend or next weekend? But I don't know. But I think it was last week, last uh, week. So we're halfway, we're halfway through it all. Yep. To, to me, when I was a kid, it was always the Coke 600 or I'm sorry, Coke, but the Coca Cola, uh, Coke zero, 400, Pepsi, 400, firecracker, 400 at Daytona, whatever you want to call it. Um, that was always the halfway point Yes, to me when I was a kid. So I still associate July 4th with halfway, which is roughly that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the race itself was actually really good. It was it was really fun to watch. Um, a lot of people were saying it was the best race of the year. I don't know about that. But then those yeah. people also put Bristol Dirt as one of the worst races of the year, and I don't agree with that at all. So it's such a weird mix of, of opinions out there. But it was a really good race, though. Yeah. If you go back and listen to last week's episode, you will hear me utter the words that I am not excited about this race. It's not going to be a a fun race. And you know what? I was absolutely dead wrong. (laughs) I really thoroughly enjoyed this race. I, I will admit that. I'm still adjusting to the night to the overnights and you know uh, sleeping all day thing. So I might have <laughs> fallen asleep, um, which is not a bad you know not me trying to talk cr- uh, crap about the the race. The race was fantastic. You know I did fall asleep between stage two. I think I missed all of stage two, but I woke up with about sixty eight laps to go. So I still had plenty of time to like regain <laughs> consciousness yeah. and realize what what has gone on and uh i thoroughly enjoyed this uh but bl- 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 this last weekend at nashville well, you know i was right on a high all week oh yeah because that's my driver ross yeah. chastain won this race and he didn't just win he he led the most laps he was yeah. there at the very beginning and he was there at the very end you could tell every single run that went over about 40 laps he had the best car yeah 
you, you could you could straight up see that he was the fastest person on the racetrack after about 30 or 40 laps and whatever time he lost he would run everybody right back down and pass them yeah uh he scored his first ever nascar cup series poll so started p1 led 99 laps which is astonishing for yeah. for track house and then it's ended up winning the right? race. yeah, yeah. it's, it's it's interesting that the one car finished first leading 99 laps, which is the teammates number. Yeah. That's funny to me. That's awesome. Was, speaking of Suarez, what an idiot. What an idiot. I've been saying it since Daytona. I don't know why nobody's listened to me. He's an in, idiot. In, in all fairness, that was not completely his fault. That junk that happened after the race was over. Yeah. Because Briscoe came through way faster than he needed to passing everybody on the outside instead of just falling in line and running into the pits like everybody else is. I know Suarez was not expecting him up there. Yeah. So when he made that hard right at the last second, maybe he should have thought about that way before that. Yeah. I don't know what he was going to do. I he think, was at a weird angle. He was going to go up there. He wasn't going to get door to door with him or anything. I don't, I don't know what he was planning on doing when he got up there. I don't know, but he should have made that decision a lot earlier than that. And, then he wouldn't have cut across Briscoe and completely destroyed both their cars. Yeah. But at the same point, Bris Briscoe did not need to be driving like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure what Briscoe was doing. It looked like he was going to take another lap around the, the track to kind of let the pits kind of figure out what they're going to do. Which I don't they know. don't do. I've never seen anybody do that. Yeah. I've never seen that. Normally the race winner would be on the front straightaway, right on the start finish line doing burnouts and stuff. So you can't, you don't want to drive right into someone's victory celebration, you know? So it's like, yeah. not exactly sure what he was doing, but it, it, I mean, he, he didn't end up doing it. So yeah. So, Unless yeah. there's a specific reason why you would be there. Like Michael Waltrip in the infield with Dale jr. Right. That was fitting. I think everybody was happy that happened. Yes. Um, You leave your teammate alone and let him go out there and do his thing. And you go see him at victory lane. Yeah, which he did. <laughs> yeah, just you don't need to put your car out there. I mean, I maybe it was the fact that they were a hometown team, so to speak, that that team was founded in Nashville. Maybe it was that, and he wanted both of those cars out there, mm. you know, saying, hey, look at us in front of the Nashville crowd. But you didn't finish good. Yikes. Yeah. Like, you didn't finish one, two. Yeah. If you guys finish one, two, then yeah, absolutely. You do double burnouts down the front straight in your hometown. Right. That's that's fun. But you didn't finish one, too. Yeah. Wait, where did he finish? He was like 10th, something like that. I can actually tell you right now. Uh, he's so down this leaderboard. Oh, well, never mind then. He finished. Um, <laughs> you give me a second. This is riveting. <laughs> riveting. Oh, uh, he didn't actually finish that bad. He, he finished 12th. Yeah, I thought he was roughly 10th. I thought he was in that area. Sorry, I just, but, na you know, naturally I go straight down to the, you know, 30s when I, we're talking about where did Daniel Suarez finish. But yeah. Well, well, I mean, he messed himself up right from the get go when he had a chance to win the pole because yeah. he had a, he's a teammate to Rosh Estane. Rosh Estane won the pole and he was one of the faster cars, if not the fastest car going into the final round of qualifying. So he had a chance to win the pole, but he overdrove it spun out and destroy the car. So they had to go to a backup car, which I think is why you had some weird thing going on with the sticker overlapping the Tootsie yeah. sponsorship. 
I think that it was, and I think it was only on one side. I don't think it was like that on the uh, inside. I think it was like that on the outside of the car because I got some really good views on TV of the inside of the car. But I think what you saw was with him on pit road, right? So they were showing the outside of the car. Yes. I think that's, I think the right side of the car is the only time that happened. I don't think it happened on the inside. So I think that happened because he went to a backup and they had to readjust some things. They had to slap a sticker on there that wasn't on the original wrap. And for some reason they decided to put it over the Tootsie's logo. I don't know. Like you said, it's really weird to see. Yeah. It it just bothered me profusely all throughout the day. I kept Mm -hmm. on texting you like, oh, man, this is terrible. (laughs) I finally saw a picture of it on Twitter. I couldn't actually see it on on TV. They didn't show them a whole lot. But um, I finally saw a picture of it on Twitter, and I saw exactly what you meant. I was like, yeah, that's that's rough. For somebody that's a little OCD about paint schemes and, you know, number placements, logo placements, that's a little, that's rough. Yeah. That, that would I would never do that to my car. I would put it over a design before I put it over another sticker. It's yeah. For some reason, it just popped out at me. I just couldn't stop looking at it every time. So, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> Daniel Suarez. So, um, Blaney took him a shot. My goodness, dude. Oh, I didn't think they had the new clips in yet. I thought the new front clips were coming in in Atlanta. Yeah. Do they have the new clips in already? Because they're I talking believe, about like they do. See, I believe they did because like after after he wrecked and he hit the wall a ton, like golly, he hit that wall hard. Um, I was sitting there watching like, you know, obviously I'm watching it on TV, so I'm watching uh, the cleanup process and stuff. And I was looking at the front clip and it definitely looks like it's, it's a new front clip because you could tell on the sidewalls where it crumbled exactly yeah. how it's supposed to. This is what I got. This is what I was thinking though. He didn't hit a safer barrier. Right. Which absorbs the impact. He hit a straight up concrete wall that has no absorption impact. We don't see these cars with the old clip hit a concrete wall. That's true. And he still said that it was the hardest hit that he's ever had. Yeah. And that wasn't even at full speed. What was he going like 70 or 80 by the time he hit that wall? Yeah. I mean, he had just scrubbed off so much speed from spinning out and he finally let off the brake because he thought it was going to catch. And, but then it turned left again and he wound up hitting the wall like that. But the fact that it was a concrete wall that questioned whether or not that was a new clip because him saying if that was the hardest hit he's ever had, you know, I, cause yeah. I swear I thought I heard somebody say that clip's coming in Atlanta in two weeks. See, you might be right. I don't know. I'm not sure if but it, they, and they, and on broadcast, they were talking about it being a new clip, but nobody actually said that I can recall that. Yes, that is exact. That is exactly what the new clip did. That, that is the new clip in the car right now. And, all they did was go to the graphics and animation showing what the difference is between the two of them. Yeah. But I didn't ever get any confirmation whether or not they actually bumped that up a few weeks because I really do think they said Atlanta. Now if they changed it, they changed it, but I don't remember seeing anything saying they changed it. Did you and tweet this towards Bob Pockers? I didn't. I don't know. Oh. I didn't. I just, I don't like to get myself in the middle of stuff like that. Like, 
because then you get a bunch of people Ooh. like, you know, I tweeted something about like, man, if it was only paint on that Chrome Illusion car, it would be perfect. And since that's the whole point of the paint scheme, but since it's a wrap, it's, it kind of diminishes it a little bit. And all of a sudden, I got 1,500 tweets saying, they're not allowed to use paint. It's got to be a wrap. I was like, shut up. Right. Oh, I'm I, not, I know what you're talking yeah, about. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this, you know, by the way, they can use paint. They are allowed to use paint. They have to wrap the car first and then paint the wrap. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but that is that is legal. That is what you can do. You can paint the wrap. You know, that's... Yeah. If you wrap the car in one color and then paint that color, like wrap it in white and then paint it, then you can use paint. And the fact that they found a wrap that mimicked that paint so well is amazing. But at the same time, it defeats the point of the throwback because that car needed that paint to be a real, like a true, like the, the spirit of the throwback itself, because that was the whole point of the car was promoting the paint. But anyway, that was, that was what, that's way a long time ago. That was Darlington. But I got stuff like that, you know, a bunch of people call me an idiot because you're not allowed to do that. And like, I didn't say anything about that. I just said, I wish it was this way, but because it's not this way, it diminishes this way. I didn't say that, anything about it being legal or not illegal or why didn't he do that or stupid for not doing this. I didn't say that. So I don't tend to put myself in the middle of rules stuff out there. Right. Opinions. Yeah. Okay. I'll bash somebody all I want. I don't care, <laughs> but <clears throat> still, yeah. um, I went ahead and asked, I tweeted, uh, Bill or Bob Pockers for you. And I just sent it like two seconds. Ago. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, see, if that was the old clip in that car and he hit a concrete wall and it bent that far back because it was concrete, not safe for barrier. I completely understand why a 70 mile an hour hit like that will be the hardest hit Ron Blaine's ever had in his life. Oh yeah. And I can imagine he, he'd probably still be in the hospital right now if it was going full speed. Right. Oh God. Yeah. Or worse. <laughs> Jeez. But if the new clip is supposed to bend that way with safer barriers, then they're going to, the impacts aren't going to be near that tough. You could tell Blaney was rocked. Yeah. When he got, he had to sit down for a minute. He was rocked when he got out of that car. And that's scary. That, uh, I mean, it's a hard hit, but it's not like he was going 170 when he hit. Right. It was a hard, sudden stop. But, man. When I was a kid, they didn't have safer barriers. Right. And the cars gave a lot. And you didn't see that many people being rocked after a hit like that on the concrete wall around the racetrack. Like, in, in retrospect, it's like, yeah, there was probably a lot of concussion symptoms that were not recognized and stuff. Yeah. I get that. But none of them ever came out of the car saying, man, that was the hardest hit I ever had in my life. You know, they need to do something with these cars. They're not safe. None, none of them did that because they're used to these cars giving and stuff. And all of a sudden they jump in these new cars and they're so solid. Right. That every one of them, just a little tap on the rear with the, with on the wall. Every, every one of them was like, Oh, got a concussion. Can't race. It. I can't, I can't race next week. Cause I got a concussion. Yeah. Just it's wild. Um, I know they're working on it, but I don't know. I feel like a 70 mile an hour hit should not be one that the driver has to sit down and take a breath and, and be like, okay, that's the hardest hit I ever had in my career. Yeah. 
I mean, that's scary to think. Anyway. But Ross Chastain won the race. Yes, he did. So that's amazing. Um, I haven't bought the race win die cast. I probably won't just because I don't tend to do that a lot, especially if I'm not there. Right. Like I have I didn't even buy the Daytona one. You know, the 47. So well, you're bringing up some really fun things because um let me let me just say I have started inquiring some giveaways for next season and this one this Ross Chastain might just (laughs) and it might be dual autographed I don't know that's a big purchase (laughs) I feel like that race needs a five dollar ten dollar entry fee (laughs) you're telling me my my guy listen um (laughs) but yeah um and even the 47 that you're mentioning Ricky Stenhouse Jr. might be also a giveaway um you know it's a lot of cool things are happening. So if you're listening to us and you are not a part of our fantasy cups here, uh, our fantasy cup, let us know. It's never too late to join. Um, and it's completely free. Just a couple minutes of your time every Thursday. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about Nashville? It was a really good race. Ross Chastain won. I'm very happy about that. I've changed my wallpaper on my phone like 10 times this week, different various pictures of him holding a watermelon, smashing watermelon, in yep. victory lane with the guitar, you know, I've, I'm really, really happy of it. I'm coming down off the high now because now yeah. we've got to focus on a dang uh, street course. Uh, is there anything else that you can think of that you want to talk about with Nashville before we go into Chicago? Uh, really fast. Kyle Bush had a very up and down day, but uh, I think he started off uh, like five, six laps into the race. He had to come and make a, a four tire unscheduled pit stop so that put him a month or a month uh, a lap behind pretty much everybody he fought his way then he got caught speeding on the entry of pit road which sent him back to the back again i think every single time they had a restart in uh at nashville kyle bush some way somehow always started in the back he managed to uh finish his way up to ninth so I was very, very happy about that. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Did you see how much he was speeding by? Literally, like uh, <laughs> so. A it's tenth a speed, of a mile per hour, or something like that. <laughs> if if the speed limit was fifty miles an hour, so NASCAR anything over fifty five zero point zero zero, Kyle Busch was going five zero point zero one. Yeah, literally, <laughs> that was it. Um, it's the line though. They they put the line down there and they say, Hey, we're giving you five mile an hour. We're not we're not giving you anything over five miles an hour. And if you go five point oh one, it's like, well, that's you're over five miles an hour. That's yeah. That's Kyle, sorry. Kyle Bush, <laughs> he uh I'll tell you what, man. Maybe it's just this season alone, but he's he's been he's been testing that theory all season. And I think this is the seventh or eighth <laughs> pit road speeding penalty just this season alone. So that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> it almost seems like every week. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> uh let's get into Chicago real quick. So yes. we have a the first time ever in the cup series. Yes. Street course race. Not a road course. A street course. Yes. Yeah. Completely different um, 
types of corners and track throughout the whole thing. You got elevation changes. You got um, skyscrapers. Well, you have like <laughs> concrete and asphalt. Yeah. Different, different things like that. You, you got the rough terrain of actual streets. Yeah. Because I don't know how y'all streets are, but when I go through town, all my streets ain't smooth. Oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you got manhole oh. covers and stuff like that. They're going to run over. So I assume they're, they're securing those because if they come over one of those, you know, the whole thing's going to fly off. So yeah, my, my driveway works. My driveway is not even smooth, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> these cars, forgive me. I run out of drink in my, uh, <clears throat> pour my throat a lot. I don't mean to, but oh, you're perfectly fine. The, yeah. uh, the, the, I don't know what to say. It's, it's going to be weird. I, I'm not excited about it. I'm curious about it. Like I, I did that. I, I put that on Twitter. It's like my excitement level for this race is about a two. My curiosity level for this race is about an eight. Is that I, I okay. I read that tweet. I didn't know it came from you, but I was, I read that tweet and I was like, word. That's exactly, that's mm-hmm. exactly sums it up. Yeah. I'm sure. not going to miss it. I want to see this race. I want to see yeah. what it's going to do because you're either going to have complete chaos or somebody's going to win by 20 seconds. Yeah. My, my question is, you know, if we're at Sonoma or Coda or whatever, and you miss, uh, you miss a chicane, you have to stop, come to a complete stop. My question is how, f- <laughs> how much more fun would this race be if they kept their stop signs and stoplights going <laughs> you just had to make us, i don't know i'm stupid <laughs> no I, if they would randomly hit red lights as they raced yeah like, oh no i gotta stop and then, <laughs> like, oh, no. um, and like, then the leaders like, take off for another three or four seconds while you sit there at a red light and then you get to go but maybe they'll get it next time around yeah, the winner Mike, of the race is hit the most green lights yeah <laughs> mike helton and, and bill friend <laughs> sitting in a cop car handing out <laughs> Anyways, um, well, that's I, how honestly, you race dude, home, isn't it? You see how many green I, lights you can hit. So why not do that dang, in the road race, right? You dang right, pal. Uh, no, man. Honestly, I'm very excited about this race. I'm not sorry. Let me rephrase that. I'm very curious about this race. I'm not very excited about it whatsoever. Um, I think it's cool to do a street course once, but I really hope this is not a trend that we continue doing for years upon years. I think they're doing it two in a row, at least. Good deal. I think uh, that's the contract is this year, next year. Yeah. I, that, I don't know. I will say that I'm very excited when I did see that NASCAR has hired up to 900 more security guards and drivers have also like, beefed up their security around this weekend too so which is kind of weird because nascar drivers they don't have security they don't you know <laughs> they like, don't need it <laughs> like even you know people at the pit gate you know down on the infield or whatever waiting at that fence to get autographs or pictures or whatever like you you never see drivers walking around with security it's it never happens so you know to see this I don't, I don't know. I just, uh, there's a lot of questions and hopefully next week's episode will have all those, you know, questions answered. 
you, you need all that extra security if all these fans will be carrying around hundreds and hundreds of dollars for six packs of beer. You're telling me, pal. Did, did you see the price of it? Yeah, you, you texted it to me. $63 for six beers? Yeah. Dude. Oh. I, I don't want to carry that kind of cash in Chicago. Uh, no, I wouldn't at all. Man. Not a, not a chance. I'm watching it from home. <laughs> but, <laughs> Even if yeah. I was there, I'm like, I'm, I'm not going there. That's too expensive. It's Just straight uh, up. I, anyway. Yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right, dude. I mean, it's astronomical, but I remember, like, I don't know, because didn't that say that it, for a six pack, it's like $63 or something? And then yeah, it's $10.50 each times six is $63. Yeah. So Kansas Speedway are like, I'm not a drinker, I don't drink alcohol um, anymore, <laughs> is what I'll say. Uh, but like, I, I'm pretty sure Kansas Speedway, Prices are pretty much pretty close to that. I think it's like eight dollars for a beer. Yeah, racetracks tend to be cheaper than other events. Like I know at WrestleMania and stuff, to get to get something like that, you had to spend ten, twelve dollars a piece for these things. That's ridiculous. Um, if I remember correctly, that Baton Rouge Garth Brooks concert I went to, it wasn't that bad. I think it was closer to seven, kind of like a racetrack is. Yeah. Uh, the Talladega infield, you had a special ticket for it, but the Talladega infield was all like $4. Oh, nice. Yeah, all of them are $4. Even cocktails are $4. If you want a double, make it eight. You know, and like you get burgers, fries, and a drink for five bucks because they all had like reasonable pricing in the infield. That's why I was like, you're not bringing in any, any food because you can actually afford to eat and drink anything you want to down here, as opposed to spending a hundred dollars and getting two meals and three drinks right out in the stands, which is gosh, ridiculous the way they have it now. Like they don't make enough money, but anyway, um, yeah, it's just goodness gracious. Chicago though. I mean, you're, you're carrying around $63 per six pack of beer that you want, not even counting what the food's going to be. Yeah. I'm assuming a, t- a, t- a, a Chicago dog is probably going for $12, $13 too. If not more than that. <laughs> oh, I 100% almost guarantee it for sure. Um, You got any, uh, you said you had some talking points earlier when we weren't, uh, we weren't recording. Do you have anything uh, as po- like pertaining to the Chicago race? Uh, the only thing I have with Chicago is uh, the cup race obviously is going to be Sunday. Uh, Saturday is going to be the Xfinity Series race. So if you want to see what this racetrack's all about, definitely tune in on uh, Saturday for the Xfinity Series where, talking about track house racing, uh, yeah, track house, Justin Marks will be, no, sorry, that's not track house, that's colleague. Yeah, he's racing colleague. Is Justin wait, okay, hang on. I'm I get track house and colleague racing like completely mixed up all the time. Justin Marks is part of colleague, not track house, right? Uh, no, he owns he owns part of track house. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, but but they're not racing track he's not racing track house equipment in the Xfinity. Right. Yes. So Justin Marks will be racing for colleague racing at the Chicago street course on Saturday. Uh, that's literally the only thing I have about Chicago. I'm really interested in seeing that, uh, how well he does with that. Um, like I said, that's terrible for a dyslexic because I always get those two race teams mixed up anyways, (laughs) but really fast. Um, some talking points here. 
the new NASCAR video game is called NASCAR Arcade Rush. It looks like NASCAR's version of WWE Crush Hour. Yeah, I'll skip that. I will be skipping that as well. <laughs> uh, never was a fan of WWE Crush Hour. Actually, they, they had a race, a racing game way back in the day, like that called Rumble Racers. Oh, really? Yeah, it was back in like the uh, the first paint job of Tony Stewart in the Home Depot, you know, with the white on it, the orange and white. It was back in those days, probably around two thousand or ninety nine. Yeah, it was somewhere back there. Uh, and it wasn't any good either. So, yeah, I I have a very and I will I will not tell this story on this podcast. Um, I, I have a funny story about WWE Crush Hour. Uh, I'd never been a fan of it, so I saw this on Twitter and I was like, a very easy pass for me. Uh, some other news that we're looking at is Joe Gibbs Racing announced that it had received a significant investment from a majority minority minority stake in the team jgr um stated that gibbs coach gibbs will become a limited partner in what's called harris blitzer sports and entertainment um pending approval by the nba and nhl nhl i don't know why i said that nhl uh harris blitzer sports and entertainment owns the nba's philadelphia 76ers and the nhl's new jersey devils I don't know what all that means. So kind of like how WWE is now like under the same umbrella as UFC. Mm-hmm. Jay Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs Racing uh, is now partly owned by a company that owns a NHL team and a NFL team. Yay. Yay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I have no dogs <laughs> in the fight over there. So uh, whatever. Um, I'm going to leave that one out for a minute. Uh, so Sheldon Creed was penalized, which let me pull it up here, uh, for intentionally wrecking, uh, Sammy Smith in the 18 Joe Gibbs racing Xfinity car. And he was, uh, penalized this past Tuesday. Uh, I'm trying to find it. NASCAR rules book rule book uh, section 4.4 B, which deals with a member of a code of conduct uh, attempting to manipulate the outcome of the race or championship. So pretty much uh, same thing as Bubba Wallace last year at Las Vegas. Same thing with Chase Elliott just a few weeks ago with Denny Hamlin at the Cup 600. Uh, Sheldon Creed got hit with a penalty there. So that's pretty fun. Back to the right page here. Such riveting audio. <laughs> I promise. Um, I was so last week I was talking about AW a little bit. And I said that I was like, I felt like I was the only person in my life that had an AW in their hometown. I was very much wrong. Drew Vinsel uh, said that he has an AW two miles from his house. And our okay. good friend Jody Mitchell reached out to me and said that he has five. A&W's in his town. Also, a really fun fact about Jody. Do you know where he lives? Um, right off the top of my head, no, but I've heard where he lives. Canada. Yeah, I, I figured it was Canada. I just didn't want to say it if I was wrong. He's a Canadian. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? What? Dude, we are international <laughs> podcasters, pal. We've Heck. been international. Okay, look, we're, we got international flavor in the Fantasy Cup for sure. Do we? Isn't he part of it? 
Well, yeah, I mean, he's Canadian. Yeah, so there you go. I don't know who else is in our fantasy cup that's... Well, it doesn't matter. He's in there. We're international. That, yeah, that's um, true. But we've been international. I, I showed you, like, from the very beginning, we had listeners uh, all over the world. Are you serious? Yeah, we, we had... We have... Uh, there's two or three different countries that have listened to us. I I haven't checked it in a long time, but, yeah, we've had that. Oh, my gosh. That makes they, don't, me feel- they might not interact with us, but, you know, they listen. That makes me feel like such a big deal. <laughs> my ego just like inflated so much. Uh, no, shout out to to Jody. He's a great dude. Uh, always reaching out to me and he enjoys the show. So um, moving on, Tristan McKee. Do you, do you, does that sound familiar? No. Well, it will here in a couple of years because Tristan McKee just made history in the Cars Tour last week when he, uh, obviously the Cars Tour is owned by uh, Kevin Harvick, Justin Marks, who we were talking about earlier, Jeff Burton, and Dale Jr. Uh, the Cars Tour is a uh, uh, pro late model stock car, asphalt racing, stuff like that. Tristan McKee makes history by becoming the the youngest driver in history. Do you know how old he is? No. 12. That's not fair. He is 12 years old, and he has won in the Cars Tour. So I'm very excited about that. Talking about... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Cars Tour. Last night they had a race uh, at Caraway Speedway. Um, <laughs> a good friend of mine, you might know him, Jeremy Mayfield, was <laughs> involved in this race. The way the reason I say he's a good friend of mine, <laughs> Jeremy Mayfield and I actually have some beef on Twitter. Did I ever tell you the story? No. Okay. Well, buckle up because. <laughs> So uh, Jeremy Mayfield obviously has had his um, has had some a little bit of a um, what, what am I trying to say? Not scattered, but like uh, he's had a, a rough time with things. You know, oh, there's Sorry. a big conspiracy with that too. Yeah, like they according to him, he always said that uh, <clears throat> he was coming public with the. Um, Ray Everham, Aaron Crocker relationship. Right. And that's what blew up. Like he got fired from the team and uh, then got popped on a false positive drug test or something like that. So he's like, you know, I think part of that's true and then part of it's not. So, yeah. So um, Jeremy, (laughs) Jeremy Mayfield has obviously struggled with, uh, past things and and who hasn't i get that uh he was this is like four years ago uh he his mugshot was on twitter and i all i said soda tell me if i'm wrong please like all i said was i quote tweeted it and i said man jeremy (laughs) jeremy mayfield I, I don't know what I exactly what I said but I said he looks like he would be like a house of representative for Little Rock Arkansas <laughs> I don't know how, he just looks like he's from Arkansas that's not an insult I'm just saying like he just looks like a resident of Little Rock Arkansas well he tweeted me back oh my gosh I'm so excited he tweeted me back and he said something along the <laughs> something along the lines of uh yeah you know Little Rock, Arkansas, ha, ha, ha. I'd rather look like I'm from Arkansas rather than you that looks like a squirrel with Down syndrome. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I thought it was... Squirrel with Down syndrome. That's very <laughs> specific. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know. I thought I thought it was super funny. I had a couple more in the chamber, you know, lined up for him and he blocked me before our beforehand. So, you know, I'm just I I'm really <laughs> I'm really into like poetry, so I I made him a poem. Can I can I share that with you? God, okay. You might have to edit this part out. <laughs> so <laughs> I made a poem and it says, Roses are red. Yes, Jeremy, my life is a mess. But hey, at least I'm not on meth. So pretty much what I'm saying is <laughs> So listen, I'm not I don't have any sort of ill will against Jeremy Mayfield. All I'm saying is I feel like he has a lot of toes on his taste buds. You know, I feel like he's a toe sucker. And but whatever. So this this race actually happened last night. Um I don't know where he finished, which is kind of normal for him and and, and his racing career. Uh, definitely didn't make any sort of big news or anything. So kind of just uh, kind of came back where he left off, I guess. <laughs> well, so why did we bring him up initially? <laughs> if you don't remember where he finished in the race. Yeah. No, you just I just wanted to dog Jeremy Mayfield. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I just felt like it was kind of appropriate because I, I mean, I really thought the whole squirrel down syndrome comment was actually amazing and it, it made my day. Um, I've actually not stopped talking about it since, uh, I found out that he was, um, he was racing in the tour, the cars tour. So, uh, I've been literally everything that I've done in the last 72 hours. I, I'll tell Jessica like, Hey, not too bad for squirrel with down syndrome so look at us go oh my goodness is there any more talking points because we need to get out of here nope. that was that, uh, that's rough yeah we can go ahead and just close the show on that <laughs> close the show on that yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh what do you think is going to happen at chicago before we get out of here uh, I think there's going to be a lot of torn up race cars. I think there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of room for passing. So it's going to be a really entertaining race. Uh, nevertheless, um, I hope we get out of there with with everybody and, and nothing bad happens. So I don't know. I just I don't like I don't like the feeling of this race for some reason. So hopefully I'm absolutely wrong on that aspect. And hopefully it's a really really fun race that. If it's good, if you know, if I don't necessarily want to see it next season, but uh, I'm just hoping for a really fun race. Well, they're not going to have stage cautions because um, it's a road course, and I guess this counts as a road course. So okay. they're not going to have stage cautions. I feel like there will be plenty of cautions, but then again, I don't know because they do uh, local yellows and stuff too to get yeah. these guys out of the way. Um, I feel like the entire race is going to be hyped up as one of the most exciting things and best things NASCAR's ever done, but somebody's going to win by like 12 seconds. Yeah. And it's not going to be exciting. Like the race for the win is not going to be exciting. You're going to have action all over the place because you're not going to be able to pass. Right. So people are going to be cutting corners sharper and then people are going to be trying to block them down and they're going to get spun out. That's going to happen so much. You know, and then when you got some really tight streets, you might have one of those instances where you see 15, 20 people pile into one of them. You never know, you know, because in the whole track be blocked. I've seen that happen plenty of oh, times yeah. on these street courses because they put walls on the inside. There's no runoff. You have, 
your spot. And if it's blocked, it's blocked and everybody stops. You know? Yep, absolutely. Which is probably the reason why this is the first ever NASCAR street course because <laughs> it just simply doesn't make sense. So, like I said, my curiosity factors way up there. My excitement level for it is not because I do not feel like it's going to be a really exciting race as far as the wind goes. Yep. It might be fun to watch because Lord knows what's going to happen. But I think I got my driver picked out in situations like this. When you go to an unknown, you have two ways of looking at it. One, you pick somebody who you think is uh, well-versed in this type of racing, or you pick yeah. the best driver you think is out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I have my pick ready for the fancy cup. Uh, oh, okay. So here's the I'm deal. I'm not doing it right now. What? Don't ask me for my pick right now. So I'm, <laughs> I am posting the uh, driver. Uh, what do you call? <laughs> I don't know what I call that. So you're going to be able to submit your driver right after we finish up here. I'm going to make the post and then I'm going to post it. I already know my driver and I'll, I'll be, I'll go ahead and say it. AJ Allmendinger. I think it's going to be a lot of that. Yeah. Is definitely my driver. So I just wanted to say it first. Woohoo. That's, that's me. (laughs) I actually have my driver pick for next week too. I have my driver pick for next week for sure. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. You know what? My driver for next week for Atlanta, Ty Gibbs. Say, I'm not saying my driver. <laughs> okay. Hey, I'm in the points battle. Okay. Oh, you back I'm there not. what eighth or eleventh or whatever you are. I don't know. No, no, I'm no. up there in the top four. Okay? I'm only ten <laughs> points behind you, pal. What are you talking about? I am in the top four though. All right. <laughs> I I'm eight. I gotta I gotta look at some strategy here. I gotta see what everybody else is doing. I'm not gonna give away my pick until the last second. Listen. Okay. <laughs> you you're I'm going to go back to back wins here with these two picks. You are literally fourth in the points with 539 points. I am eighth in the points with 522 points. I am literally less like 13 points behind you. Yeah, but there's people there. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> that's true, yeah. And all the more reason for me not to share my picks with you until at the very end. Well, either way, AJ Allmendinger this weekend for me. Ty Gibbs next weekend at Atlanta for me. Well, I'm excited. The Ty Gibbs one isn't official though until you put it on your your post for next Thursday. That's so true. You have you have wiggle room there if you change your mind. I already wrote it down in my notebook with pen, so like he's it's stuck. Okay, <laughs> I'm stuck with him. All right, all right. We're gonna get out of here. Let's uh, go through the podcast drafting partners real quick. I did not have that brought up on my phone like an idiot. You I can want me say to say right now, uh, no, I'll go ahead and go. I know the first couple of them off the top of my head. I could do yours uh, too. Fully, no, I go. Fully Puzzle Wrestling Figure Podcast. Um, I don't want to say they just had their Hall of Fame because they really didn't. That was like three weeks ago, but I saw the Keyboard Warriors back. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's something, yeah. Uh, Drunk Wrestling History. Uh, I think they're off this week or they don't have a new show right now, just scheduling conflicts, but they got a lot of good shows and they're going to have plenty more. Yes. Um, Doing the favor. Come on, guys. Give us some football content. Give us some sport content. Let's go. Uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. New shows all the time there and a great Facebook group. Um, I mentioned him earlier, Jason Wolf and his chop shop, and he's got a show to uh, Howling, Howling with the Wolf. And just check him out on Twitter. Uh, Jason Wolf, Art of Jason Wolf, Wolf spelled with a, a U, W-E-U-L-F. And Magic and the Mouse uh, podcast about Disney World. They're actually about to start up a 
uh, YouTube, Instagram. I think it's mostly YouTube, uh, but they're on Instagram too with this uh, YouTube cooking show called uh, Anyone Can Cook. Oh, Which, nice. Man, they, I, I was going to use that name, but they beat me to it. I was going to do a keto cooking channel once I got everything situated in this house, since I had like a nice kitchen. Oh, I really? was going to do like a, a keto YouTube thing. And I was going to call it Anyone Can Cook because that's one of my favorite movies of all time, Ratatouille. And I have a bunch of Ratatouille stuff in the kitchen. Now I guess I'm going to have to figure something else out. Maybe Anyone Can Cook Keto. Maybe I'll do that. But I, ha- I want to get their permission to do that though, because I don't have to. But you, know, you kind of don't want to jump on somebody's toes like that. Yeah, for but sure. Especially somebody respect. But, um... Hey, they're going to be uh, cooking Disney World recipes, Disney recipes at home and seeing if they can mimic them. So that'd be really interesting. And I'm curious to know how it works out because I'll definitely be trying some of them. Yeah. So uh, who you got, Ethan? Of course, as always, uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We should probably call it uh, Breaker and Bane's Power Half Hour. Uh, very good stuff over there. Absolutely love Breaker and Bane. Uh, go listen to the archives of You Know It's Fake, right? Saturday Morning Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TV Toycast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon for the time being. I'm really enjoying that over there. Uh, it's on sabbatical right now, but no holds barred with Bill Benis. Uh, you heard their commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin with cameos from Rocco and Cole. Uh, again, I absolutely love that podcast and thank you so much for, uh, for sending out the package. I'm very excited, wondering what it is. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that, but I totally forgot. So we're just going to wait until next week. <laughs> uh, like tales from the estate. You also heard pulling up a chair with our friend, Tim at a chair shots commercial as well. Go check that out. Stolen gimmicks, pro wrestling podcast with Joe and Jordan. Absolutely loving. They're killing it over there. The only way I uh, keep up with what's going on in WWE uh, is that show. So go check that out. Reffing it up with Brian Hebner. Uh, and you'll hear me talking about it a lot here. Uh, Three Brew Podcast with Ryan, Tyler, and AJ. Go check that out. Uh, Tyler, man, he just he keeps on telling us that he listens to us every single week. He sh- he's, uh, shows me, he sends me screenshots of him listening to our show. So, uh cannot thank them enough uh over there they're super fun to interact with so go check that out also also lionel racing the official diecast producer of nascar has a podcast called authenticated the diecast collectors podcast go check that out and that's all i got um have you ever seen that movie life with eddie murphy and martin uh what's his name oh my gosh i, drew, I blanked on his name uh mm-hmm. martin somebody or maybe his last name's Martin. I forget his name. But the movie Life, and Martin, it was made in the mid-90s. Are you talking uh, about Martin Lawrence? Yes, I think. <laughs> awesome. No, it was with that Will Smith movie. It was like the Bad Boys movie with I, Will Smith. I'm pretty sure that's Martin Lawrence. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name. That gum. And it was Martin. Yeah. But you never seen that movie Life? I, I'm not a movie watcher. I'm not sure. I don't well, there's so. a character in there. If you can hear, I don't know, this might be stupid because you might not even be able to hear it, but there's a Roomba going around in the background at this house, one of those little robot vacuum cleaners. Um, If you can hear it, that's what that is. It's like a whirring sound or a whiz, like a whizzing sound outside the door here. And 
there's a character in there. His name is Can't Get Right. Oh. Yeah. So it's a character based off me. Um, well, we named the Roomba that. Oh. Because this stupid thing. It it'll go under a coffee table. And since it's a shadow there, it will say, uh, it will it will alert you on your phone. Oh. It's like, help. I'm stuck on the edge of a cliff and I can't get down. That's what I send every morning to Jessica. <laughs> every morning. It's this stupid thing. It gets stuck in the simplest little places, but yet it'll go completely underneath our bed and come out the other side. So like whatever. But well, as soon as it hits a shadow, it thinks it's stuck on a cliff. It that's uh, what it texts us. It's like <laughs> I'm stuck on a cliff and I can't I can't move. It's like I don't know I don't know why that's so funny. It's so we named it can't get right. Oh, because so it's funny. an idiot. It's an absolute idiot. Don't get one of those stupid things. Do not get a Roomba. Okay. I mean, this. Oh God, I hear it buzzing around out there. I'm surprised it's gone this long without texting me. But anyway, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. Please rate and review on all the uh, platforms that you, you know, any platform. I guess you can rate and review uh, iTunes, especially. Um, you can find us on all the social media, Twitter and Instagram at Intermarvels Pod. And you can also find us on Facebook. Our Fantasy Cup page is also on Facebook, but um, it might, might be a little late in the year to join that. You can join it and have fun and enter giveaways, which probably won't win a championship. Um, you can also email the show at Pod at gmail.com. You go to whatamaneuver.net. You can find our T-shirts. And if you go to skinnymixes.com, use code MARBLES at checkout. You can get 10% off your first order. And before we get out here, got anything on that? Keep eyes out on our Instagram page. I might be once whenever I wake up uh, later this evening, I will try to take pictures of the new Bubba Wallace diecast car. Uh, I'll be posting pictures about the Noah Gregson whenever that gets here. And I might just repost some of uh, the diecast that I have currently, which is only four um, or five with the Buckshot Jones. So, um, you know, just keep an eye out on our social media. And but other than that, as always, peace love and all the above and we'll see you next time in the marbles <laughs>